0: Welcome to Sonics Flight, the podcast devoted to all things Sonics. Sonics Flight is a monthly podcast discussing current events, news, and topics of interest to the Sonics community. We aim to entertain and educate builders and pilots of Sonics aircraft designs, inspiring them to complete and operate their aircraft safely and efficiently. Welcome to the Sonics Flight podcast. This is episode number 50, Building on YouTube. Part of the fun and enjoyment many people derive from their building projects really is sharing them with others. Sharing can mean many things to different people, but more and more, it includes documenting your project and then using a, a video shared on YouTube or maybe social media to connect with others. Videos make a big impact, and we're going to talk to a, a new builder with some very ambitious goals and some uh, some videos already and, and how he's going about his project. My name is Jeff Schultz, builder and pilot of Sonic 604 Sonic 1374. Joining me as always, my two good flying buddies, Gary Motley and John Gillis. John is currently converting his legacy YX to a new B-model YX and has already passed the scary part where he cut the front of his airplane off and chopped it up for parts. So uh, John, how's the metamorphosis going?
1: Well, you, you predated me a little bit. Um, The nose has not been cut off, but the wings have been pulled off. The engine is sitting on blocks, and um, I am gutting all the avionics and uh, juicy bits that I'm going to put in
0: my other plane
1: out of the other carcass. Um, Hopefully this weekend I will cut the nose off.
0: Good. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't sure whether it had actually come to that yet. But uh, I figured there was a, a good chance that you were out there late at night doing it, so you'd be uh, something really good to report.
1: I do have 10 brand-new uh, drill bits from Aircraft Spruce to cut through all those uh, rivet heads um, without uh, hopefully elongating the holes on that stitch line right right forward of the, uh, the uh, empennage.
2: John, I hope they're all cobalts.
1: Oh, definitely cobalts. These are aircraft spruce ones. I mean, I spent like I two bucks use on them. That's like twenty I bucks, Gary. Last time I needed to take out some
2: rivets in the firewall on this thing, I found that I put this thing, chucked it into a big half-inch drill that would turn like you know two revolutions a minute. Uh, did a pretty good job without heating up those rivets.
1: Well, I expect you down here to
0: to with your drill to help me do this. Already. Alrighty, and that other voice is Gary Motley. Gary is a longtime builder. He is a former CFI, and he's well into flying his recent project. So, Gary, uh, how's the flying going?
2: Well, it's been doing pretty good, except for the last week here. It's been a little chilly. Actually, Actually, windy. We've been getting uh, wind factors of about 50 miles an hour up here at our airport. Rocky Mountain Metropolitan Airport actually sits right next to the National Wind Research Facility. Uh, which i pointed out a couple of times before. we got this little pass right through the mountains and, and the the flat hours between Boulder and, and us, and it really does funnel. I was down, uh, actually, up in Fort Collins last weekend, uh, helping the guy that, that bought my, my Sonics, uh, going over and doing the annual condition inspection on that. Uh, like I said, it was 50 miles an hour there at Fort Collins, you know, 45 minutes away. It was nice and calm and clear and beautiful, and it would have been a great place to go flying at, but That's just the way it is in Colorado. One airport's great, and the next one's
0: howling. That's part of the fun, though, because you don't get socked in for these long stretches of anything. You get a little bit of everything, and it changes every week.
2: Yeah, it'd be sucky to have beautiful weather all year round, wouldn't it?
0: Well, you know, 330 uh, sunny, flyable days, uh, you know, it only goes so far.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But otherwise, everything's going wrong, pretty good, yeah. Good i got a couple more little projects to do to it just as soon as the weather gets just a little bit warmer and the winds die down a little.
1: Well, and, and since our last little talk, uh, Gary uh, came down to my air park and let me uh, sit left seat, first time, I think, for his plane um, in the Zenith, and we went out and flew for about 45 minutes, and it was an absolute joy. What a nice plane Gary had built. Well, thank you, buddy.
0: So, John, uh, I'm going to ask you the, uh, the million-dollar question. How much of that was the the design of the airplane, and how much of that was your superior flying skills? Well, my superior flying skills definitely
1: were a factor because the takeoff roll, the uh, the climb out, everything was perfect. He was whining a little bit, and I had to turn <laughs> down the intercom a little bit because he was irritating me. <laughs> but uh, landing, he did mention to me that the sight picture was a little weird on landing, and so I did turn it back up, and he was... He was squawking a bit as I was landing it, but I did, I did take it. And, and that video uh, is was, posted
2: on YouTube for everybody to critique, so uh, you know, feel free. Yeah, our, to our entire flight job. was
1: it was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> um, the plane was completely reusable, and he did fly it back home.
0: Yeah, that's a good deal. Good. <laughs> well, you know, it'll take a while before you grease him in, like Gary does. So,
1: well, I told him if he'd just let me leave it there and I'd fly it for a week, I'd have it downright.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, our guest this episode is Tyler Ives. Tyler is just starting out on his Sonics B-model project, and we're going to hear all about it. Tyler, how's it going?
3: Hey, it's going great, guys. Thanks for uh, letting me chat with you this evening. This is fun.
0: All right. So, Tyler, um, give us the, the quick stats. Where are you at in your project? What are you building? And then we'll get into all the, the serious meat.
3: Sure. Sounds good. So like you said, building a Sonics B model and uh, really just started. So I just uh, worked on the control horn. I, I bent that piece uh, last week and uh, drilled my first holes and uh, did some rivets. So re- I, I think I'm literally 16 rivets in. Yeah. So, so. you have one <laughs>
0: assembly. <laughs> That's great.
3: That's right. And it's it's sitting on my kitchen table right now. And I'm very proud of it. Yeah. You know, awesome. I'm boy. very proud You're of it. My wife came home
2: as I've seen in a long time.
3: <laughs> my wife came home. She said, what's that? I said, well, that's my airplane. You know? give, it, give, it another, give it a little while and uh, it, it'll form into a full bird. So I'm pretty excited about it. But that's where I'm at right now. Good,
0: good. Next week, she'll ask, aren't you done yet?
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> These things take a while.
0: All right. Well, uh, before we kick off, um, there is uh, just one short news item that I want to throw out there. And that is aero momentum engines. Now we talked about aero momentum. We talked to them at Oshkosh last year. They make uh, a line of Suzuki auto engine based conversions. Uh, they have one that is a four cylinder. That's their AM 15 engine. That looks like it'd be a, a nice match for a Sonics. But as of yet, there was no Sonics builders that were installing them. They did not have a firewall four package and they were looking to partner with the builder to get that established. Well, one of my local flying buddies here in Kansas City has decided to throw his hat in the ring, and, and he sent a check in on a deposit on an AM15 for his Legacy TriGear Sonics. So that ought to be really interesting. Uh, looking forward to seeing his engine arrive on a crate and hanging on the front of his airplane. And so um, it's a—I guess it's a way to scratch the edge without having to write a check myself. So hey, I think it's a win-win.
2: Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. I know when we did the interview with, with Mark down there in Oshkosh, I really like his engine package and his philosophy, especially for an auto conversion. Uh, so I wish the guy good luck and hope we'll get some reports on that one.
0: Yep, I'll have plenty to talk about here in the next, uh, probably the next four to five months as he really kind of gets into the project. And um, Aero Momentum, they, they keep making steady progress. They keep selling engines. And uh, if you follow them on Facebook, they're always showing – Really nice uh, glamorous shots of all their parts and engines assembled and so very intriguing company. I wish them well.
2: And I think I remember Tyler seeing what recently held on uh, hung on a zenith as
1: well. So well Tyler, have you uh, are you down the path of choosing an engine or are you just kind of sitting there and going, well, what, let's see what everybody does?
3: Well, I, I think I've I think I've made my decision. I think I'm probably gonna go with the Rotax nine twelve. Um, and, and that's in part because I'm hoping to convince my wife to fly with me and she feels a little more comfortable behind a Rotax than she might an Arrow V for whether it's substantiated or not, uh, I think we're going to go with the Rotax
0: well good, that'll be interesting too um, there are more and more Rotax Sonics that are starting to take the skies and um, that's probably one of our upcoming shows, I've had several recent requests for a Rotax episode so um, yeah uh, that ought to be good too
3: cool. I'm hoping so.
0: All right. Well, let's jump right in. And Tyler, what I'd like you to do is tell us a little bit about your aviation background, uh, how you're coming up through aviation, Just, just whatever you want to share with us. And then we'll take that into the point where you started thinking about building the Sonics.
3: Well, sure. I mean, I think my journey with aviation really started back with Microsoft Flight Simulator 95. I don't know if you guys remember that, but my father brought home a joystick first time I ever saw a joystick, and we started flying that. And and that was kind of my first experience with airplanes. And I thought it was the coolest thing. Spent far too much time landing uh, uh, Cessnas in that, in that game. And eventually, uh, my father uh, took me up on a demo flight, uh, and I just kind of fell in love. Um, and then I remember later, I actually moved to China for a while. My family, when I was 12, we, we moved overseas. And When I came back, my uncle actually paid an aerobatic pilot to take me up for an hour or so, and we did some loops and rolls, and those were just kind of the highlights of my youth. I just remember being in awe of these machines, and uh, later on, went to college, I actually studied business, and um, actually worked in in the aerospace industry for a while, right out of college, Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, Since then, moved to Boston, and I worked for a startup out there. Um, But while I was out there, I actually worked on a company called Endurance Air, and Endurance Air actually built a uh, ultra-high-endurance UAV under contract with Lincoln Labs, which is essentially funded by the Air Force. It's their research um, laboratory over there in Massachusetts. And uh, we built a UAV that essentially flies for about five days at a time without refueling. It's essentially a flying gas can with a super-high aspect ratio wing. Um, And... Ah, uh, moved back here to Spokane, and I have a lot of family here. And I thought, you know what, it'd be really cool to have kind of a project I could work on with some of my younger cousins, you know. And uh, I was thinking, oh, why don't we build an airplane? So uh, that that's kind of the the roundabout journey. And so I've always liked Sonics. I, also, I think Sonics probably has the most organized kit. It's pretty straightforward, I think, in terms of difficulty. It's probably one of the easier ones that you could put together. I realize that's subjective as well, but um, pretty comfortable with it. I will say though, this is my very first project with metal aircraft. So I have some experience with wood airplanes, have some experience with composites, but I've never actually built a metal bird before. So it's kind of new for me, but I'm excited.
2: I really enjoyed the plans for Sonics. How do, how do you feel about them so far?
3: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I think I kind of talked about that in one of my videos, you know, we cracked open the plans and they did a beautiful – I think the, the cover sheet actually on those plans is kind of like a tutorial, right? I, they kind of they, – they explain how the balloon call-outs work, what, what uh-huh. assemblies are. And I was impressed by that. I, I thought they did a really good job.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of education just in that plan set. You read those and when you, by the time you really understand them, um, you don't even realize how much you have picked up in the process.
1: Mm-hmm. I was yeah, lucky. I,
0: I, got, I, I got a set of mine about two weeks ahead of time before the
2: kit came out. And I spent almost a solid two weeks every night uh, when I got home just studying those things. So I could figure out exactly what was going on.
3: <laughs> you know, I used to uh, read Calvin and Hobbes, the comic book when I was younger. And I got this set of plans and I feel like it's the same thing. I, I'm, I'm up there in my bedroom pouring over these plans as if it were a comic book. It's a lot of fun, you know, trying to visualize how everything fits together
1: well it's almost like you have to kind of decipher it but once you figure out the code it really makes sense Um, a lot of the builders are are taken back by not having a build manual Mm, and mm -hmm. you kind of go well you don't really need it because everything is in the plans and if you just know how to read them and you know what they're looking for everything works and so your first Couple assemblies are tough, but then after that, it all just kind of falls into place.
3: Oh, well, that those are great words of encouragement. Yeah, so far I've been super impressed. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty smooth sailing so far. Like I said, I'm only sixteen rivets in, so uh, long ways to go.
0: <laughs> all right, so Tyler, did you um, did you consider any other kits, or did you kind of just zero in on a Sonics directly?
3: Oh no, no, I definitely explored some other kits, but you know, I was looking at my mission. Um, what I'm hoping to do with the airplane. Uh, and I also sort of considered um, the fact that this was going to be a project I was going to share sort of with my with my younger cousins. I, I wanted something that was fairly approachable and, and maybe a little bit easier to do. Um, and so after sort of looking at some other plans, I mean, I looked at Kit Fox for a while, um, Zenith, um, but ultimately landed uh, with the Sonics. And then I think it. I, so far, I'm super happy with that decision. I think, you know, bang for the buck, it's hard to beat. The experience has been great. And the other huge thing is the community. I mean, this this podcast is sort of a testament to that. Um, but the online community has been fantastic. I was, you know, Jeff, we were talking earlier, and I think I said I asked a question on the Sonics forum, and within a couple hours, I had some solid responses. And I just really appreciate that. You know, it's nice to know you can reach out to people, knowledgeable like yourselves, and, and get some help. So that's great.
1: Yeah, you you jump on the Vans forum and uh, you're going to get about you know two good answers and fifteen um, negative responses from real jerks.
3: Yeah, that's sad. That's that's so sad. Especially you know, I I well, I know we'll get to this, but I think you know one of the things I want to do with this channel is sort of uh, help people understand how approachable this is. You know, I think people sort of think about flying, and they're like, that's just something that I can't afford. It's something that's unattainable. You know, there's no way I could actually build my own airplane. I, I don't think people realize how um, accessible it can be if you really want to do it. Anyways, yeah, so to your point, yeah, Sonic's community, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, the community definitely is a big um, advantage. It really supports you. It helps get you through the tough spots, and it just keeps your motivation up. We talked all about this on our last episode, but the community really is a, a wonderful aspect to the Sonic's so the other thing which um, I just want to hit on, you mentioned mission, and I'm really glad to hear you say that because it's something that we talk about a lot. You really need to analyze your mission. What do you want to accomplish? And then be honest with what your your mission truly is, not what you think it might or it should be. And uh, I've often said, I really don't care what people decide to do or what they decide to build as long as they have thought it through and they're being honest about what they really want. And so it sounds like you've done that, and that will really keep you from spending a bunch of time and money and effort going down the wrong path. So, good job with that.
3: Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I thought it was super important. In fact, I think I was doing some research online, and you know, a lot of people spoke to that. You got to know what your mission is. You got to know what you what you want to do with the plane that you're going to build. So, uh, it's it's it was good advice for sure.
2: Well, Tyler, you know, and Jeff, we talked about this too in some previous episodes. Um, it's good to have the initial mission outlines that you're talking about. But remember guys, missions can change and evolve over time. Um, just like homes, you typically buy a home, but it's, it's very rarely ever your last home. And that can be the same thing with aircraft as well, but you'll certainly enjoy starting off with a sawing. even if you, if you decide to transition to something different or if you just decide to stick with it, but you know, mission aspects can change over time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Agree with that.
0: All right. So Tyler, just uh, for people that are not familiar with your YouTube channel and the videos you've done so far, just give us a, a quick history on the the videos and kind of how you're building. And then tell us kind of like where, what's the mental roadmap for what you're doing here?
3: <laughs> uh, great questions. So um, I think right now we have about, I think there's like eight videos that are up right now. And i had a few motivations for doing these videos um and and one of them was, this is purely selfish i just i thought that if maybe i were i shared this building experience with other people that it might keep me a little more accountable you know i've i've heard a lot of builders get started on their projects and they kind of you know life happens um, and i'm not saying life won't happen to me either but um i thought if, if i sort of had this online community that I was semi-accountable to that might help me get out in the shop more often um and then the other you know the other uh, selfish reason was I just I really wanted to have a project I could do with my younger cousins kind of hang out with them and um, they're definitely into YouTube um and one of my cousins Josh he really enjoys sort of filmmaking and so I thought this might be a nice way to kind of connect with them so um and I also I mean I really enjoy editing videos it's something um Um, I like to do and so this is kind of a nice marriage a good intersection of hobbies if you will Um, so that was kind of the impetus Um, and essentially the the YouTube channel starts out the first videos are kind of me renovating a shop so I I bought a new home and it has a shop here and uh, it was in terrible condition (laughs) and so uh, the first four or five videos are me just sort of you know patching patching holes, uh, painting walls, tearing out old cabinetry, ordering new cabinets, setting up workbenches, things like that um getting my drill press and um all that good stuff so essentially those first five videos was kind of a renovation of the shop and then now uh since the new year um it's just been a couple episodes on me actually getting into the kit and starting to build so i'm hoping to, to release a video as best i can every week essentially every friday and um hopefully people will, will will see some of these videos and say, hey, you know what? That's something I could probably do. And you can, you know? And that's kind of the beauty of uh, building an airplane. It, it's not... It takes commitment. It takes time. But, I, you know, I don't think there's a lot of people who couldn't do it. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the skill cap is is that high. I think most people could probably do this. And
0: that really is encouraging for people that might be kind of looking from the outside thinking, yeah, that's great for somebody else, but I I couldn't do that. I couldn't get into that. This demystifies Mm -hmm. it and shows them that, yeah, you probably can do it.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: When you you
2: speak about uh, preparing your workshop, doing all the things, painting, arranging, and doing things... I think uh, my wife last on my last project when I was doing all the same thing, getting geared up for my next project, I think she equated it to nesting. In other <laughs> words, getting everything ready for the baby that's coming. <laughs> uh,
3: you know, I, I could see some correlation there. Uh, I, I might half agree with her. You know, it's, it's funny. I walk into my shop now and I feel so happy. I'm just, you know, everything is right where it should be. Everything's the way I want it. All my tools are where they need to be. It's it's honestly uh, a really peaceful Zen experience like I, I really enjoy it so. Well, well Jeff and John,
2: it. I'm not sure we can talk to this guy anymore. He says he's got everything perfectly arranged in his tool shop. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa, no. no, no. <laughs> I had to rearrange <laughs> my tool shop. I'm going <laughs> to buy him an spot. airplane
1: ticket. I need to buy him an airplane ticket to come out to my hangar and figure out where I need to put everything. Because <laughs> Absolutely. I'm tearing apart an airplane I built, and everything is in all kinds of places. Gary, you saw it. And I don't know where half my tools are. I, I, I know. You know. I spend more time looking for the things I, I've set down than I do. We're um, working on something.
3: Well, I'm going to be eating my words here, real <laughs> fast, guys. So I mean, if you <laughs> have me back on the show in six months, you can ask me how clean my shop is then, and uh, you know, I'll be, a, I'll be eating crow. So
2: you do need to get I'm, real I'm, anal about where you put your tools because you will spend so much time looking for things. Mm-hmm. If you don't <laughs> take that wrench that <laughs> yeah. you just used <laughs> mm-hmm. and put it back exactly where it goes. Because you will be surprised how easy it is to misplace that stuff. You'll spend thirty minutes looking for that tool you just put
1: down. Oh, I believe Gary's it. words to God's ears. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I, I want to actually see uh, Tyler maybe as a regular on our podcast, just because I want to hear about how he transforms through this process.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, his uh, his enthusiasm. Here's my prediction, Tyler. Your enthusiasm will maintain your <laughs> your um your tendencies towards control will drastically decline as you realize i can't control everything and your consumption yeah. of brewed alcoholic beverages will definitely increase <laughs> oh
3: no <laughs>
0: yes it, it, but if you don't get to the point of, of joining AAA
2: a or, or uh, alcoholics anonymous or whatever then you probably did okay but the last i'm a member of what? AA.
1: you're a member of AAA.
2: <laughs> yeah tyler the last thing i need to make sure you got in your shop though do you have band-aids
3: you know oh. i do i do have a first aid kit I, do, I haven't cracked yeah. it open yet, but I've got it at the ready. I'm, I'm sure okay. I will cut something eventually. Yeah. I think you'll are. find a
1: po- uh, post of mine on, on Sonic's Builders about uh, hunting through my hangar looking for that first aid kit um, <laughs> because I had, had moved it or something, and I had just drilled through my finger, and I was bleeding out, and I thought oh, I was going to die.
3: That sounds terrible. I'm excited to get back in the shop now. Jeez.
1: I always knew that whining sound I heard wasn't the drill bit. That whining sound is just me. That's um, what I'm saying. You should have heard the the girlish scream that was happening during that time. Carl was the one that saved me on that one with duct tape and a and some uh, 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 well, napkins. At least that was manly. <laughs>
0: All right, Tyler, uh, I know in one of your videos, you were going through some of the forum posts at the various forums that you're following, talking about uh, answering questions and welcoming you into the process. So I know you're already kind of engaging multiple different areas, but what kind of direct feedback have you gotten from people about these videos? I'd like to hear a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, uh, at a high level, overwhelmingly positive, people have been really kind Super nice, super encouraging. Um, I got a lot of feedback actually on one of my easiest videos. There was a video where I just kind of sat down on my couch and talked about VTails for, for a little while. And that was that was very easy to do because I, I did nothing but talk for uh 15 minutes. But I got more feedback on that video than anything else. And um I think people enjoy sort of aviation type topics. Uh they enjoy watching you know, people build things too, but I think also sort of discussing, you know, maybe it's airfoil selection or power plant selection or whatever. I think people sort of like some of those, those topics. And, um, I think it was also nice too, because I think there are sort of people on either side of the fence of, of V tails. And so I think that was kind of a, a fun thing. People like to engage on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Jeff, if I answered your question, but people have been really positive and it was super nice too. um, you know, uh, John, uh, Monet, uh, who designed, you know, the Sonics, uh, even reached out and uh, made a comment, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been it's been good so and, far. And in
0: deference to to John, uh, his comment was, "Don't call it a V tail; it's a Y tail." Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, <laughs> yes Tyler, correct.
0: did you did you choose a way
1: wayx?
3: Uh, no, or I did a, not. A Sonics. A Sonics. Which
1: one? Did, which one? You chose the Sonics. Yes, correct. Well, I have nothing else to say to you because
0: you've chose poorly.
3: Oh, no. I knew
1: this yeah, was going
0: uh, to happen. Tyler, don't listen to John. He tries out on everybody and it never works. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, know okay, I, if you don't want to be in the cool group, well, that's fine.
3: Yeah, I, I know your cool plane looks sexier than mine. Like, I, I'll give you that right off the bat. So, well, it's uh,
1: not, it doesn't just look sexier, it is sexier. So, okay. as long as John's not sitting oh. in it. Sorry. Hey, I I stand next to it and women come up to it and go, wow, that is a neat plane. Gary, do they do that with your Zenith? No. Old men come up to your Zenith and say, wow, that's a cool plane.
3: (laughs) So I got a question for you guys, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like. When uh when when I plan out these videos and I'm making YouTube videos of, of me building an airplane, what are topics and things that you guys think would be really good to sort of uh, touch on or include? Uh, you have any uh opinions or thoughts on that? Yes. You know, it's it, it's kind of interesting trying to navigate what 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 would be most helpful for people to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: he, here's what here's my opinion, and um, people are not necessarily going to have the same opinion, but. Nobody wants to see, here's how I did this widget. You know, I I I did this and I did that. Here's a step-by-step how-to. Because one, it gets really dull and stale, and it's hard for you to kind of keep that pace up. What they want to see is, here's my process of working on this part of organizing. Here's what I thought about. Here's how my mental process as I approached it. Here's a little bit about what I did. And then maybe here's looking back on how it turned out and what I learned and maybe some takeaways. So if you focus on the story about building a part or conducting an operation or whatever, um, it comes across as engaging and entertaining. If you work on the details on the how-to, yeah, maybe it's okay, maybe it's maybe it's a little dull. So focus on the stories behind the parts.
2: And probably a good thing too is you're gonna find that you think everything's going well, you get a part finished and you find out, oops, it's not quite right or it doesn't fit, or something I should have done differently. Um, if you're putting these how to kind of videos up there too, if you can come back there and and even if you've already posted an episode, finding some way to go back and re-annotate that before everybody else starts to do the same kind of process and ends up with a part that you have to redo, they will be much appreciative.
3: <laughs> yeah, I that would I, definitely be sad.
1: I think it's more about the process of what you're going through. Um, your, your mental, how you're approaching the project. Um, is this part good enough? Um, Um, Am I going to put this in my airplane? Am I going to put my kids in this airplane with this part I just built versus I, this is how you drill this part. And that, that's, that's kind of tedious, but the, the whole thing of the emotions of, yeah, this is good enough
0: for me. And this is why.
3: Yeah, super good feedback, guys. I appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm taking notes vigorously
0: here. Yeah, one of the things that you, you know, if you put a bunch of builders together and listen to the thing they talk about, they exchange their thought process. You know, why did I choose this engine? Well, here is what I considered and here's how I sort of broke down my options and analyzed it for me. And I might have made a different decision than you did but we still enjoy hearing about each other's thought process that led you to that decision even if you wouldn't necessarily make the same decision and that's really really interesting to hear
3: mm-hmm. well awesome I'll, I'll definitely try to do more of that it's good stuff
0: all right so you're uh, you're eight videos in and looking back at the process of filming these videos and and I'm not sure what your your actual process is, whether they're very organic or whether you kind of storyboard them and uh, and then edit them to match. But looking back, what have you learned about producing these videos that you're going to be incorporating going forward?
3: Yeah, you know it's it's a real balance because I you know if you, if you look at a spectrum, right, on one end you have you know crappy videos, low production value. Um, but they don't take long at all to make. Right. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have super beautiful footage, uh, great editing. Um, but it took you 20 hours, you know, to edit that down. So I, I've over the last eight videos, I've been trying to find a balance of, you know, what is good enough for me, like that, that I feel happy with, but, but nothing more because it is a huge time investment, you know, to, to make the videos. So, um, if I'm out there in the shop and I put eight hours in in the shop you know that, that's gonna equate to almost as much time um with fiddling with cameras and audio equipment and then editing editing it down afterwards and and so uh, I, I've been trying to get more and more efficient with my filming um and and that's been kind of a, a challenge but uh, we've come a long ways I think so hopefully we'll we'll find that down even more as we go forward
1: and Tyler do you have a goal on how long your episodes you think you ought to have i mean with us of the podcast we have a goal of an hour um we we frequently go over it sometimes um way over it but uh do you have like a goal to say maybe a 15 minute episode is is more uh informative than a uh, a three hour episode
3: right right typically my rule of thumb is i try to make them as short as possible so i shoot all the content so i have all the content to work with and i want to make it as short as i possibly can and that's only because i find if i if i try to include some extra stuff it just gets boring really fast you know um uh, obviously i think everything that i shoot is really cool and exciting because it's my plane but you know other people Ah uh, pr- probably not so much, right? they They, they want to hear the exciting bits, and then beyond that, they would much rather not not listen to me, just drill sixteen holes in my control horn. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but basically, I don't I don't really have a target time frame. I just try to make it as short as I can. And that typically comes out to be about ten to fifteen minutes per video.
1: I think ten to fifteen minutes is a great um, a time slot because that's about what a person would give you to say, teach me something, and mm-hmm. then they're mm-hmm. going to move on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, as much as I want to know sort of the inside baseball behind your your editing and all that, I'm going to save that for a future topic. After you've refined your process, <laughs> then you can tell us from the tech side how you're going about these videos. So that'll Excellent. just be a Sounds teaser like for everybody who looks at them and says, geez, man, I wish I could do that. So. <laughs> Great.
3: I'm looking forward to it. That'd be fun. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, um, what is next? I, I don't know if you have the full kit in your shop or whether you're, you're starting with the tail kit, but where are we going over the next few months here?
3: Yeah. So um, essentially the next few months, hopefully we'll uh, we'll completely uh, finish the, the tail kit and then uh, crack open. Um, I don't know if I told you guys this. I'm actually doing the quick build kit um, and, and I'm doing that. Uh, it just made a lot of sense for me. Um, I'm pretty busy with, with work and a lot of other projects. And I thought, this is really the best shot that I have at actually finishing this this build. So going with the Shater. quick build. I know, I know. And I'm sorry, guys. I, I hope I hope you guys will still talk to me after this podcast. Like I hope we can still be friends, but um, I am going with the quick build. Um,
0: Tyler, be- before trying- before we move on, I hate yeah. to interrupt you, but I want to, I just want to address that. So you know, John yeah. John is just poking fun, um, and and we love that. Just kind of like we, you <laughs> know, we we poke fun at the at the, early, on, yeah, yeah, at, at the early yeah uh, yeah at the early plans builders who like Bob Micah who had to cut their spark caps and all that. Um, it, you know, it's just kind of fun and all that. But I think you're doing a really good thing because what you've done, again, it goes back to that mission, is you've looked at your particular situation and said, what works for me? What accomplishes my goal? And it has to fit with family life and my space available and the time, you know, and, and it doesn't do me any good to get part way through a project only to stall out and fail. And if you or anybody have gone through and really given that a good hard look, and that's the conclusion that you've come to, that's a great decision. And for you to have gone through that analysis and decided Quick Build Kit is, is an integral part of ensuring my success, that's a great decision. So good job with that.
3: Oh, well, hey, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it, it helps me, uh, maintain, maintain momentum and, uh, and see the thing to do completion. Um, I'm really hoping and and this is kind of the stretch goal um, this probably will not happen and I'm kind of admitting that here on this podcast but I am really trying to finish this thing and you're gonna laugh but in 18 months like that would be it, again Very like, doable. I say that almost tongue-in cheek because I'm like I you know I know that's that's no. really pushing it but I feel like I really want to and, and also, uh, for the YouTube channel, I feel like it adds an element of like, can he do it in 18 months? You know, it's kind of this challenge that I have for myself. So, well, I'm glad you guys aren't laughing. This is a good sign. So, you guys no, think I, that maybe it's possible?
0: Oh, no, I think it's absolutely doable. Yeah. Oh, great. It, you know, your, um, your building routine, how much effort you put in, just the rate at which you accomplish work, all that's going to feed into it. But there have been plenty of builders who have built their projects in that kind of time span.
3: Ah, oh, beautiful. Well, that's that, that's that's encouraging. Uh, that's good to hear.
0: Um,
3: definitely going to try to do that. Probably, so prob-
0: yeah, yeah. Probably the biggest thing that I would say is um, it's hard at the beginning of the project to really sort of mentally map out how your effort is going to go. It's not going to be a uniform application of effort. Uh, the early mm-hmm. stages are spent slow and kind of tentative as you as you get familiar with the kit and the materials and the plans and all that, and then you sort of settle into a groove towards the end part of the project. you hit some of the more difficult steps. You know, how am I going to finish my interior? What am I going to do on my panel? How am I going to set my engine installation? And then I've got to wrap up all those little details to get it ready to be inspected and flown. And so you have to mentally sort of budget enough time and, and emotional energy for those difficult things later on. Uh, don't think of it as, gee, when I've got all the parts kind of put together, the plane is done. That's really only a portion of the mental energy. And once you kind of hit your stride, that middle part goes pretty easily. So just, you know, it, it, I'm not saying, you know, you're going to, You're going to dread the end of the project. Just anticipate that there is sort of a false summit that coincides with about (laughs) the the conclusion of the airframe construction. And then another big push as you wrap up all the details. No, that that makes
3: perfect sense.
1: Yeah, there's that uh, old adage about I'm 90% done, 90% to go. And that's that whole end uh, tying up all the loose ends that seems to take forever.
3: Yeah. So when, when you guys built your your planes, what do you guys, was there a step or a phase that stood out to you as being like, oh, will this ever end? This is absolutely monotonous. Like was <laughs> any of you guys have.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm redoing. I'm, I'm actually converting to the B model. And I'm at that stage right now. Is this ever going to end? How many holes do I have to drill and deburr? Come on, oh, guys. This, this is okay. silly.
2: Well, Tyler, I want to make a comment. We've discussed this too in previous episodes. There comes a time as you as you go along building that you you're, you're kind of doing the, the nicety things versus the things that are just absolutely in the plans, and you can start to get kind of sidetracked on mm. you know extra upholstery or extra avionics mm-hmm. or doing something special with with whatever. And it can't even just be with the documentation. You're doing, you're kind of in a hyper documenting phase right now. And as you noted already, it takes a significant amount of time away from the build and everything else that you need to manage. Mm -hmm. You may find out towards the end of the thing and towards the end of the project that you might say, you know, I just got to stop some things just to get the plane built. And, you know, most everyone kind of understands that point too. So if, if sometimes towards the end of the end of the program there when you're getting ready to do all your your videos you might find that you might end up spacing a little bit farther apart and and just making them more global just so that you can actually accomplish the task that you need to do as well that's okay that's kind of a normal thing
3: yeah yeah i i can definitely see that happening i i know something that i'm really excited about is is that instrument panel like i'm super excited about it but i know that as that gets close and i start working on that i might be a little bit of a perfectionist and just sink way too much time. So I've got to sort of mentally prepare myself before I get there. You know, I don't want to spend my lifetime designing one instrument panel. I got to be realistic.
1: (laughs) Tyler, I just spent a very cold, cold two weeks working on the instrument panel for my new B model Mm -hmm. because it was just too much fun to, to lay out stuff. Gary came down and, you know, we helped, he helped me kind of make some decisions and you know pretty soon I, I now have my full instrument panel ready to go I have no airplane to put it in but I have a full instrument panel
0: Yeah, that's awesome
1: that's with awesome. instruments in it
0: John you just put it in your car <laughs> and drive around and <laughs> I, I leave
1: it on the piano and so I can just sit on the piano bench and stare at it and serenade it I don't know what to say to him sometimes <laughs> Yeah. <You know, laughs> I know, Gary. Actually, (laughs) I wanted to bring it into the plane with you, but there wasn't... You have a lot more room than the Sonics, but... It would have been. It's
3: a wooden
0: airplane.
3: Do you guys use a Dynon or MGL, or what's your preferred sort of go-to? I have MGL.
0: John has MGL, and Gary and I have Dynons.
3: Okay, that's great. I I remember maybe five years ago, I was actually working on a wooden airplane, uh, the SD-1 actually, and uh, I got that first, you know, that eight-hars unit in the in the screen, and I was so excited. I wired it up to a battery. I actually put it in my car and drove around. As silly as that is, it was the coolest thing ever. It's I thought that thing silly was at awesome. All. It was so much fun. It's
0: sitting in my Honda Civic right now. <laughs> 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 so, Tyler, uh, you were building an SD-1. How did that project turn out?
3: Uh, that was great we actually ended up building uh, two of them um, and, and both of those flew uh you know completely different from the Sonics though you know th- that airplane is is completely well not completely but but almost all wood construction and it's even covered it's not even fabric covered it's covered in birch plywood so um, it's it's a little, I'd, I'd say it's a difficult, <laughs> difficult thing to do, um, but that plane is a really beautiful plane. It's a single seat, single place. Yeah, it's been
0: on my um, short list for a long time. It's just a, it's just a cool thing. I think that plane appeals to a lot of the same characteristics that people like Sonics for. It's, it's mm-hmm. sporty. It's efficient. Um, it, it's relatively low cost. Relatively, as a, as a moving target, obviously. But uh, yeah, super cool little design.
3: Yeah, and you know, I, I was super happy with the interiors that we put into both of our SD ones. When, when you get in on the inside, it's just like a little Ferrari. You know, it's tight, like a little fighter cockpit. I say that I've never been inside a fighter cockpit, so I wouldn't really know. But you know, it's how I would imagine one to feel. You know, you kind of put the airplane on, uh, you close the canopy, and it's it's a really cool feel. Now, were these so. the
0: ones that were exhibited at Oshkosh?
3: Uh, yes. Okay, yep. Cool. We had uh, two there. Yeah, yep. Great.
0: So yeah, we we many of us have seen your airplane. So very cool.
3: Oh, fantastic! Very cool. Very cool. All
0: right. So um, the uh, the quick build. When does it arrive in your shop? And uh, <laughs> and when are we going to see the video of that?
3: <laughs> well, I'm actually, I think, next week placing uh, the order for it. So it's not in the shop yet. Okay. Um. I- you guys probably know better the lead times than I do, but I'm anticipating it will take a while to get here. But, but I'm hoping to time it so that right about the time i finishing up my tail kit, I'll have that quick build kit um, here. And I am going to make it a full out party. I'm so excited to crack open that kit and just show everyone what it looks like, how it comes, kind of unbox everything. That is such a cool feeling, at least for me. I don't know how you guys felt when you guys opened know, up your it's kids. It's like Christmas. After oh, it is, right? And it just it just goes on forever. It's so much yeah. fun. And every every bag you pull out, every part you pull out, you kind of like look at it, you flip it over for a while, then you carefully place it, you know, on its on the rack somewhere. I just love that. It's, yeah, it's the it's coolest great. feeling. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Well, cool. So, yeah, I don't know what their current lead time is for Quick Builds. Uh, I'm sure it fluctuates, but... Um, yeah um you may have to prepare yourself to be done with the tail kit and uh and have a few weeks to kill for the quick build so maybe you'll have a chance to work on that panel design a little earlier than you thought
3: hey there we go that's a great idea actually if there is a gap i'll, I'll definitely do that that'd be a fun video
0: all right well tyler um uh, very cool hearing about all this what what i'd like to do is just sort of give you a chance to provide some summary thoughts um maybe uh I don't know. Just uh, whatever, whatever you think to kind of wrap up, and uh, and then I want to hear, um, John. I want to hear three interesting things that you would like to see Tyler include in some of his upcoming videos.
3: Oh, this is gonna be great.
0: Ooh, you just you you're putting me on the. Spot I know, here. I know, okay, but okay. you do your best I'm work working. under the gun. I'm working it. All right, Tyler. So final thoughts. Uh, give John a chance. All to All right. Think. Sure. Final
3: thoughts here. Um, I, I've been so excited about some of these YouTube channels that have kind of recently cropped up. I don't know if you guys have heard of Trent Palmer and kind of yes. seen his videos. He, he has a really, you know, sort of cinematic style. Um, but, but there's other channels. Um, there's Oliver, uh, McElroy or McCroy. I forget his last name, but he's, he's a Sonics builder. He's been documenting his build. And there's been more and more people sort of doing this and I just think it's like the coolest thing because I think sort of getting younger people excited about aviation again um, whether it's I don't know if, if if there's great data around this but I feel like in the past you know decade or two there's been a decline in sort of recreational flying um, at least it's it's felt that way and I would just love to be a small piece of trying to help sort of you know um, gas up the next generation of uh, recreational pilots. I, I think flying is a unique experience. I think it's a beautiful experience. I think, you know, the way that I feel when I'm working on a plane, um, when I'm flying in a plane, it's just, you can't replicate that kind of emotion and feeling in other places, at least for me. And I think there are probably other people out there like me. And so I guess in summary, what I'm trying to say is that I just think it's a really cool thing that people are doing, trying to share the joy of flight with other people. And I think like what you guys do here with this podcast and I, all of you guys are a great force. I know you guys are super active in, in a lot of different channels and helping people sort of get into aviation. And, um, I would just like to, to try to do my part to, to get people excited about it as well, you know, and, and then my channel's tiny, you know, I think I have like 200 subscribers. So it's not like I'm really tipping the scales, but, um, it is fun to kind of be a part of it either way. It's, so.
1: it's going to bump up a lot after this podcast, <laughs> let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the numbers millions, are just one metric. So um, that, that is not the definition of success. Um, I think you are already finding some great success and, and I know you have great things ahead. So, yeah. Cool,
3: cool, cool, cool. Well, I am super excited to hear these, uh, these three things that I'm supposed to uh, put in my upcoming uh, videos. Hit me with the list.
2: All right, John. I'm going to start with one. Pretty girls. Does that count? Oh, boy.
1: that's scary. No, just ignore him.
2: (laughs) (coughs) Nose art. I'm talking nose art.
1: We need nose art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nose art's good. Okay, so number number one, I think that I'd like to see um, one of the things that you go through when you're building is... You build a part, and you really wonder if it's good enough to put in your airplane. And so I'd like to see in your videos of you going through that decision process. I just drilled this. Okay, that one hole is a little bit off. Is it good enough? And do I need to call Sonics to say, is it good enough? Or am I going to make my own uh, you know, decision? Yeah, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Or do I call in a buddy? Do I get an EAA inspector to come in and look at it? That's the kind of thing I'd like to see is the, the decision process of I might have screwed up a part. Is it, do I put it in, in my airplane or do I rebuild it? Then I'd like to see another one of the challenge of you really did screw up. You made two left sides <laughs> instead of a right. A left and a right. And how much frustration and, you know, just the angst, because I think that documenting that helps builders who have gone through that process go, yeah, I've done that. I know where you are. Um, you're going to go spend an extra 150 bucks with Sonics and you're going to buy another left side part and you're going to redo this and you're just going to live with it. So I think that's kind of good to, to, to document on the video series. And the other one is to just let other people come in that aren't uh, necessarily aviation-oriented. You know, you open up your garage door, and your neighbors come by, document them saying, you're building an airplane in your garage and you're going to fly it? That's kind of fun. And I think that kind of gives you a little more, uh, uh, you know, interest in, uh, stoking people to say yeah I can do this because my neighbors are going to think I'm really weird but it's a good weird
3: <laughs> well those are super good ideas I especially like that last one it's not something I thought of but I should totally just have uh, some random friends come by and be like hey check this out
1: Honestly, <laughs> do friends just open up the garage door and say hey look what I'm doing here hey you're on oh. video yeah, I you'll see you cars pass by
2: several times, turn around, break their necks as you're driving.
1: Oh, yeah? Gary, oh,
2: they're yeah, not it's, looking
1: it's, at your airplane. They're looking at you.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I am a good-looking guy. I can understand
0: that as well. You are.
1: You're a very good-looking guy. I'm yeah, <laughs> one of the gym.
0: Tyler, oh, I want to awesome. add one thing, um, something to consider it's real easy to kind of make the video in the moment. You know, you write a blog post in the moment. This is what I'm doing. This is what I think, you know, I hope it works out. And then you move on and you're on to the next topic. But every now and then you got to look back and you got to say, all right, so a couple couple days ago or a couple posts ago, I talked about this. Here's what I learned after the fact. It took a month to, to figure this out. But you know, that part that I was so proud of in video four doesn't fit in video too, but I had to fix it like this. So you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta w- find time to weave in the the rest of the story, the kind of the look back that catches things up to the the present, and not always just every single thing is in the moment right now with no introspective.
3: Love it, love it. I'm gonna work on all four of these things, and then you guys can tell me how I did next time uh, we talk. Great, awesome awesome this has been amazing guys I really appreciate it it's been it's been awesome talking to you yeah
0: Tyler um yeah it's been really fun talking to you too um, I love your enthusiasm and and um, just you bring an energy that's just great to see and I know you're gonna have a, a great impact on those around you so well done
3: thank you thank you really appreciate it.
0: All right, guys, well, before we sign off, um, I want to throw out a, a quick shout out on the Midwest Sonics fly-in. So we we do this every year somewhere in the Kansas City area. Last year, it was being hosted in northern Arkansas by a couple of our good friends, Rick Wants and Frank Kimmick. So these guys did a wonderful job. Uh, Drake Field is a, a perfect location. they got great facilities. Uh, just a really cool place. So this is my shout out to... To Rick and to Frank. Now, they have not actually signed up, formally signed up, to host the 2019 Midwest Sonics Point. But I know that with all those emails and calls of support that they're going to get after this podcast, that there's no way they can back down now. So, just us uh, if you know Rick, send him a note and say, hey, we're really looking forward to 2019. I know you'll do a great job. The uh, The dates on that fly-in haven't been set yet, but traditionally we do it in early June. So, We'll uh, we'll throw it out there once it gets settled in. And be watching for a post on Sonic's Builders as well. All right, guys. Well, I think that does it for this episode. So for our next episode, we have not selected the topic, but I anticipate a a quick building topic or something like that. We have a list of, of these things that we've been meaning to do. So maybe we'll pull one of those out. And I'm thinking maybe we'll actually tackle the wing rigging topic. We've been saying now for, I don't know, a couple years that we're going to talk wing rigging. So I don't know, maybe that'll be our next one, or maybe we'll do that canopy fitting topic as well. But probably be something quick and something something interesting like that. If you have a thought, uh, shoot us an email at the, the feedback email address. You can find the show notes, which really it just consists of Tyler's YouTube channel, but we'll put a link in those show notes. You can find that at sonicsflight.com slash five zero. You can subscribe to the podcast and listen to it in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever your favorite podcast app is, and find the show on our website and download it directly. Hit us up on our email address for feedback, and that's feedback at Sonicsflight.com and let us know what you want to hear more of. We're always looking for ideas for new and interesting and relevant guests. And so if anybody out there knows of a recently flying Rotax 912 installation, tell them to uh, send us an email. We want to talk to them. So I've sent out a couple of feelers. As of yet, I don't have someone lined up to talk Rotax, but uh, it's time. So help us out. Find us a Rotax guy and tell him to, to contact us. We'd love to talk to him. And with that, I'm going to wish everybody good building, good flying. John, you got a lot of work to do. So nose to the grindstone and get out there and get it done.
1: It's the time of season. I mean, I've
0: got uh, no flying season and
1: uh, plenty of time to to get after it. Um, the nose comes off this weekend. The new nose goes on next weekend. And if Gary comes down with his uh, slow turning drill, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm set. Just give me a call if you need something. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time.
3: Well, Jeff, John, Gary, thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure. Had a great time.
0: Tyler, it was yeah. a good time. Hope to meet you soon.
3: All right. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Oh, So, Tim, dazzle us or bullshit us either way you want to do it.
3: <laughs> I can uh, I can try to dazzle you guys. I don't know if I have uh, much to dazzle you with. I'm building an airplane. That's pretty cool. That
0: is that's dazzling. All right, and that's all the time we have for. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be a record. <laughs> hey, Tyler, what kind of work do you do?
3: Oh, boy. Well, um, I do a few different things. What legal I, uh, work
2: do you do?
1: Well, let's, um, let's leave that Gary. Stop. Let's <laughs> let, let that for the show. I think It'll our, our viewers, our, uh, our listeners want to hear this. Well,
2: in that case, what kind of unlegal stuff do you do that you probably don't want? Yeah,
1: that. that'd be best. <laughs> We're not talking Carl here.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. This yeah. is going to be a good, uh, <laughs> good 30, 60 minutes. I'm excited.
1: <laughs>
2: 30, 60? You haven't been listening to our shows. They're an hour and a, oh half, <laughs> yeah, an hour and a
1: half, which you can go to two and a half, and then we'll get cut down to a half hour. Yeah,
2: I'm stoked. After we take out John's comments.